G'day, welcome back to another episode of the Australian Property Investment Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Christy David, and today's episode is going to take on a slightly different flavor. For the reason is there is no guest, it's me today, and it's a wrap up to the year that has been 2023. For those that have joined us on the journey, tuned in, subscribed, I want to say a heartfelt thank you very much. I really appreciate the love, the support that you've shown, which in turn has meant that we've got some, we've had some incredible guests and join us for the podcast journey this year. There's guests that have come on, uh, some top tier buyers agents. We've had some clients join us in, in, in this year, which I know is a big step for them because they're not naturals in front of cameras, but they've been willing to share their journey and their story, which I think is a wonderful testament uh, to their ability to pay it forward with their own knowledge and learnings as well. As I reflect on this year, there's a couple of things that I want to share. And again, I don't want this episode about me, but I want to, um, I guess, use this chance as a way to reflect on what this year has meant. Because uh, it is, it's been one of these funny years with all the rate rises that we've had, uh, with a lot of the uh, market changes with the cost of living pressures, for example, the tide has shifted very quickly this year as well. And it's one where from a headspace perspective, you can get really caught up in uh, the negativity. Uh, I know personally, there's uh, you know so many clients that we've helped this year buy you know, a couple investment properties each. For example, there's people that have upgraded their homes. There's people that have got into the market for the first time as well. And there will never be the perfect time, which is why Bernadette and I, if you tune into that episode that we shared about our own personal journey as well, where we bought a, a significant outlay for a commercial property. Uh, again, there's never been a good time. We bought that property. Rates continued to go up as well. But what we did was we planted the seed for a long-term future. And these weren't easy decisions. It took time to get the finance. It took time to get the strategy right. It took time to find the right property. But the common element there is time. So good, smart decisions take some time. So if you're coming out of 2023, you're coming into 2024, I hope you're going to use this Christmas break, this New Year holiday time to do a bit of reflection, uh, do some introspective work as well on what some of the big key decisions that you want to make in 2024 look like. I'm going to suggest a couple of things that um, and this has come from hanging out with Bernadette. This has come from the work that we've done with our own business coaching and personal coaching as well, which is putting pen to paper about what 2023 look like, so the successes of the year, and then what do you want to achieve for 2024. So let me start with reflections. So the greatest thing to do is to pull up your calendar and to pull up your photo reel or your, your photos on your phone and scroll through and see what were some of the amazing memories that you uh, that you created in 2023. I'll give you a few personally. So this year we took our, our family holiday to Fiji to, uh, to celebrate our 10 year wedding anniversary. So that with two kids, it, it's, it's made some amazing memories and it, it's almost become something where we want to go back as well. Uh, again, I, I took a, another break by myself um, and I, I went away to, to Thailand to write my first book, which is coming out in March 2024, which is focusing on helping people buy their dream home. Uh, so that took some time to write that, um, to, to get that book published and now ultimately printed uh, for 2024 as well. Uh, yeah, our team, we've invested time in, in growing our team. Uh, so if you're looking back at your own personal, professional uh, accomplishments, achievements, uh, then maybe reflect on that as well. 
Uh, and then something that I like to do as well is called the Wheel of Flies. And I, again, if you refer back to the, the episode that Bernie and I uh, recorded, we spoke about the Wheel of Life. And this really just kind of gets me, when I look at what I want to say yes to, uh, the things that I really like to say yes to are, are there new experiences? Is there travel involved? Is there some personal development? Is there some health and fitness goals, financial goals, business aspirations that I've got, um, health and well-being from a mental health, spiritual health as well? And then family bonds, and then um, and then some some time to personally relax as well. So uh, I, I rattled off kind of some of those top uh, priorities. Find what works for you, and find what works for your family as well. In terms of what do we want to get out of the next three hundred and sixty six days in twenty twenty four? What's something on your bucket list? And I, I'd I'd probably suggest going back to an older episode, which is. Uh, a gentleman called Keith Abraham. Uh, I'll include the link uh, as well below, but Keith runs this amazing um, uh, keynote and he's got the resources to go with it, which is your 100 lifetime goals. Now, this is something that we did as a, a team and we put pen to paper, which is what are the 100 things in your lifetime that are you call it your bucket list that you would like to accomplish and achieve? And again, when you give yourself the space and the, the time, so I'd suggest, you know, go off, Grab a coffee by yourself to a cafe if you if, if you've got family, uh, and you need that that freedom to think as well. Something I'd recommend is, is is finding a quiet space to do that, or even a library. I'd suggest is the ultimate quiet place, free from distractions as well. And then put pen to paper on these hundred lifetime goals. So that, you know, there's countries that you'd like to to visit. There's experiences that you'd like to have. There's things that you'd like to build or create. For example. Uh, there's things that you'd like to do for other people or there's things you'd like done to you uh, as well. So uh, that exercise has just given us a lot of clarity. So when we're looking at our team and what their goals are, I say to our team, the paycheck is what you get here, but how do you then use that to go off into your own personal life and then create the life that you want by investing and making some good financial decisions as well? The other one is when we go to look forward at 2024, just map this out. And this is an exercise I do with our team uh, internally. So we looked at the 366 days. We took out four weeks for annual leave, two weeks of public holidays. Uh, we offer a, a, a wellness day each quarter uh, and birthday. Then there's two weeks of sick leave as well, plus you know days off for pres- uh, professional development. We added that up and we worked out that out of the 366 days of the year, 60% of that would be at work. And I think that's when the penny dropped for us going, we're setting our targets, uh, whether that's personally, individually, or as, as a business, but actually we've got 60% a year to achieve those targets. So we've got to get hyper productive in what we're saying yes to in our time that we've got in the office, because we don't necessarily want to be working long hours, which means you've got 40% off throughout the year for renewal time. So I can, I can work with our team for 60% of the year, but what are they doing in that 40% that's going to get them to show up as their best self for that 60%? And I think that gives a really healthy perspective about how much time we're actually spending at work or in the office versus how much time we're spending off the field uh, with our friends, with our family, for example, chasing our dreams. And again, I want to use this episode as a way to kind of plant the seed for you that if you're working on your aspirations and ambitions for 2024, have a look at your diary and work out how much time do you actually spend at work and how much time do you have? Because I think that's one uh, that's one story I've told myself in the past, which is I don't have time. And when I got caught out on that, 
it didn't become a time issue. It became a priority issue. And that's, again, a big uh, way to reframe. If you feel like you're pressed for time, uh, I'll give you one example. People say, look, I don't have time to go to the gym or I don't have time to spend myself. I don't have time um, uh, to go on holidays. No, no, no. You have a priority issue. And that becomes a big challenge for a lot of people to reframe that because you can take back control of your time and say no to things that don't give you the energy and saying yes to things that you actually want to achieve and putting yourself first isn't selfish. Putting yourself first is a way to show up the best version of yourself by saying yes to the things that actually give you joy and and happiness as well. Another thing I like to do is put out a bit of a book list. So uh, I'll include my book list. This year I was a bit light on in books read in 2023. Uh, I read only a handful of books, but probably the big one for me was Atomic Habits. Uh, We read that as a team and I'd say that, again, if you haven't read it, definitely put that on your list. We did that as a bit of a giveaway for our clients in our latest uh, newsletter. And I was blown away by how many people came back saying, yeah, we'd love a copy uh, as well. So for me, I'm, I'm going to uh, make that one of the outcomes of this episode. I'm going to give away a copy of the book. So whoever's first to drop me a, uh, a DM or drop us a message um, or a comment off here, we'll send you a copy of Atomic Habits as well. Again, the book just talks about being on course versus the drift factor. And let me just give you the the example, like if you're off course by one degree and over time, and let's call it 366 days, how far off course you'll end by the end of the year versus the 1% January 1st, January 2nd, March 1st, June 1st, and like just that consistency as well. The property market, your health will reward consistency. So how are you going to show up consistently? That's another one. A great way to visualize that is what we call a vision board. And this is something, again, I've been fairly vocal about, uh, spurred on by Bernie many, many years ago, which was I have put together a vision board uh, for what I want my year to look like. And again, this is, this is, give me something, a a cue because I'm a visual type of person that it's up on my bathroom, it's on my desktop, it's on my desk at work as well. Uh, everywhere I go, I see it. And it's one, it's I've actually articulated what I want to achieve out of the year. But two, it's a very big talking point. And people see that going, what's that on your wall? Um, when you write down your goals and then when you verbalize your goals, uh, I believe the research is it goes up by 60% in terms of your ability to achieve your goals as well. And one of those goals on there was to buy another property. We didn't know where that commercial property was going to come from. We didn't know how much it was going to be. We didn't know what it was going to look like. All I knew is that we we had a target personally to buy and acquire another property as well. And again, that's something that we've been able to achieve. Uh, what else is on the list? Uh, I had a uh, I had a trip. I had kickboxing on there, which I like to enjoy doing. Uh, Pilates, uh, diet, for example. Uh, the couple of books that I wanted to read. Uh, a savings target. Um, yet one of the, one of the other ones was, uh, using less profanity. And that's something that I feel like I've got uh, rain back control on as well and not being a potty mouth. Um, and that's again, just where I'm saying nothing's off limits when it comes to what's on your vision board. It, it's what speaks to you. It's what's talking to what you want to accomplish and achieve as well. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm blown away by how much I've been able to achieve this year purely off seeing and putting on my vision board, what I wanted to accomplish. So for me, this is a short episode, but it's a it's a way just for me to say thank you for all the listeners that have tuned in, for all the love that you've given us with uh, 
the time you spend investing in this podcast. I want to return the favor by saying thank you very much uh, to the guests that have been part of the journey as well. We get some quality guests and 2024 already is shaping up to be a massive year with some of the guests that have said yes to the invites that we've put out as well. The other part is for clients that have been listening, I want to say thank you. But if you want to share your journey as well, don't downplay what you've done. You, uh, a few people said, look, I've only bought two properties. I'm like, are you kidding me? Some people would love to have what you have. Um, and it's not the quantity, it's the quality of what you've bought as well. So if you want to share your journey, the good, the bad, the ugly, the fantastic, the lessons learned, uh, that's my challenge to you. If that's something you want to push yourself outside your comfort zone, be part of a, a future episode please reach out to our team and I'd love to get you here in the studio or on Zoom as well to share your journey because that's what peer-to-peer learning is all about. It's that ability to pay it forward with the lessons learned and success leaves clues. I've said it time and time again, success leaves clues. And if you can help others on the journey that you were once on, uh, isn't that a great way to pay it forward to your fellow Australians as well? So for me, that's a wrap for the 2023 Australian Australian Property Investment Podcast. I want to say thanks for joining us. Have an awesome new year and we'll see you in 2024.